y'all. You're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends recap romance novels scene by scene while giggling, swooning, snarking, and snorting along as only two best friends can. This week, we're going to start with a book shout out. HB Lauren Connolly has a new release out called Rescue Me. Just to get the catnip out in the open, reformed bad boy, bookish girl, adorable rescue dog, and classic car sexy times all set in New Orleans. Here's the description. When the universe screws you over, adopt a dog. Paige Herbert doesn't know how she lost control of her life. Friday morning, she had her future planned. Sunday night, she's jobless and staring at her half-naked fiancé and a woman wearing her robe. Taking refuge in her childhood home, Paige decides this time around her life partner will have four legs instead of two. But her newly rescued pit bull is in bad need of obedience training, and the perfect guy for the job has Paige forgetting the past. Dash Lamont doesn't want to go back to jail. Out on parole and working at an animal shelter, he's focused on living life by the rules. And number one on the list? Avoid temptation. Then, in walks Paige, demanding his attention with her offbeat conversation, sinful curves, and dream of owning a refurbished classic Chevy. Despite his decision to keep his distance, he somehow finds himself agreeing to her plea for help. As the two spend more time together, awkward attempts at flirting, and a chance taken at a Halloween party, lure the hesitant pair down a sensual road. But when sins of the past work against the newly budding romance, Dash will need to decide whether to take his chance on love or stay in his safe lane, watching Paige drive off without him. One reviewer said, I honestly couldn't put it down. You root for Paige and Dash because they make such a great couple. Pumpkin the Pitbull brings fun antics as only a Pitbull can. I loved every second of this story. I'm going to include buy links in the show notes because this is a must read. Pick up your copy today and support a self-published HB. And now we've got part two of Strange Love by Anne Aguirre. We can't get enough of this novel. Here we go. Hi, Erin. <laughs> Melody. <laughs> Melody, Melody, Melody. How you doing, girl? What was that? <laughs> so, I could see it on your face. You were, you had a face like, I'm about to be weird. I could tell it. Yep. I could tell it was coming. Yep. All right, Erin, lay it on me. <laughs> so... Okay, so I've I've held this story back because <gasps> I wanted to tell it to you now ah! here on the podcast. At least it's exciting. Well, maybe I think I've held this story back. Let me know if I accidentally <laughs> told it to you. <laughs> so I went to so we took a week off between yes. recording part one of this and part two of this so that I could go on a July fourth holiday to the Alaska wild. Yes. And swim around with otter rapists Otters. and in glacier ice water, which by is cold. 
by the way. When weird. you get into a water that is also have a glacier in it, uh-huh. Cold. Cold water. Wow. That sounds like some logistics with Aaron bullshit right there. I guess I just thought it would be like the sea, but it wasn't. <laughs> it's like the ice planet Barbarian Sea. Yeah, I was expecting more of like a 65 and it was more of like a 50. Anyways, <laughs> so I went on this little excursion with three girls to this remote public use cabin that we kind of got in this like random lottery situation and we just like packed up and went. So cool. Okay, so it's our last day there. We've hoofed it down to the public dock where we are going to get picked up by our water taxi. And Whoa. this dock has kind of water taxis come and go, you know, on, you know, on the regular-ish, maybe like two a day or so. Uh-huh. And two of the girls in our party decided that they were going to go, like, kayak around a little bit in the bay because we had a couple of hours before the water taxi was going to get there. The the other two, me included, decided to just, like, hang out on the dock. Cool. So, okay. okay. So the two girls that went kayaking are coming back on the kayak. Uh-huh. We're maybe, like, 20 minutes to water taxi time. And one is getting out of the kayak and, like, hits her hand on something and <gasps> drops her phone into no. the ocean. No! Into the bay. <gasps> where it's, like, muddy, murky. It's, like, 20 feet down. <gasps> You cannot see the bottom. There's no way to get this phone. And we're just like, that's it. Like, the phone is at the bottom of this freezing cold water that's, like, you can't see. And then as soon as we, like, we're like, there's no way to get the phone. Did an otter come up? No. (laughs) An otter otter came up with the phone. And it just offered it to us. Yes. it said never call, never sp- talk shit on otters again. It That's said. right. I'm sorry about my compatriots, but some of us are great. Not all otters. I am a lady otter. And think about me when think you talk about, about otters, which I do think about you, lady otter. That's it's the true. problem. It's true. Anyways, so <laughs> this water taxi pulls up and this man in full scuba diver gear. No. Which, it's like an hour ride on the water taxi to, like, the the nearest civilization. So he was just, like, sitting there in a full wetsuit the whole (laughs) ride on the water taxi, I guess. Gets out, and they're in the middle of a conversation where the scuba man is saying, has anyone ever scuba dived in this lagoon? And the water taxi man is saying, why, I've been doing this 15 years, and I've never seen a scuba (laughs) diver (laughs) come into this lagoon. (laughs) And he's like, well, I'll be the first. (laughs) It was the same moment we dropped the phone into the ocean. And so we were like, hey, Scuba Steve, do we have a job for you? And then he scuba down there and he got that phone. He found her phone? Yes. Incredible. And then he came up with the phone and also some other treasures, a beer bottle and some other fun things that he found on the rarities, treasures, treasures (laughs) on the bottom. And he did unzip that scuba suit and he was in fact a hot man underneath the scuba suit. So like he had many odd tattoos and we we were fascinated Mm. by scuba man Mm. who saved us fascinated too and the girl who dropped her phone was the only single woman in our party (gasps) (gasps) meet cute population those two 
So when he went back down, bubbling around at the bottom, we decided we were going to write him a note (gasps) and put it with his scuba gear and Mm -hmm. say, thank you for finding my phone. If it ever works again, here's my number. Ah, That's a good one. But then he came up before we could write the note and then she chickened out. And then we got on a water taxi and we went home. I'm sorry. No, But hey, guys, I'm sorry. I have to be truthful. on. But guys, listen, what a great book, though. Write that book. A great book. Write that book about Scuba Steve. Yeah. Scuba Steve with his his sneaky hot and his tattoos. Yeah. And his generous spirit. Really? He he had such a quirky, generous spirit. (laughs) That was not a place to go scuba diving. We were alarmed. By the idea that he would pay for a water taxi to this place to go scuba diving in what really was muck. Huh. Yeah, what a choice. He also was missing a tooth, which oh. could have which happened think, at any time. But that's and also isn't a detail we could just leave out of the book. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's like I artistic mean, license right there. Yeah, it could be a red flag. It could be totally fine. We we weren't sure about the, the missing tooth. Nobody knows. Here's my here's yeah. my real quick uh what I just came up with in my theory. Here it is. I think that he just got out of whatever state penitentiary you have in there. Yeah. And 7 years ago, he committed a bank robbery with a friend who died yeah. at the bank robbery, but only after he dropped the a uh, safe of treasure <gasps> in that bay. And that's why he was asking if anyone else had ever scooped right. there. Oh my god, write this book. <laughs> write it. <laughs> write, write it. it. <laughs> he served his yeah. time. He served He's his not time. Even- he did like those guys gold bars their time. are his now. Yeah, fine by me. He's out. I'm cool with that. Yeah. yeah. Plus, and I bet he had book- reasons to do the bank robbery in the first place. Even. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. He could have. You need book, a book. He has that tooth. Uh-huh. Oh boy, does yeah, he have he that does tooth? Have that tooth. <laughs> oh yeah, because yeah, it was one of the front ones. Like not one of the two front ones, but but a front a front tooth. It was a yeah. it was a front. It wasn't you know, it wasn't just a smile tooth. It was an all the to time. The best tooth. of us, really. It does. That's the thing. Might not have been a red flag at all. May have lost it yesterday. May have yeah. been in a accident. Sure, of some kind. A very sexy, very uh, benign motorcycle accident that has taught yes. him to never ride motorcycles again. Maybe he was defending the honor of a of a scuba Shirley, you know, oh, and he got in he a little was. fist fight back there at the at the bar in the small town, which he didn't start. He just finished. No, he had you to finish know? because of, of scuba course. Shirley, his best friend. Obviously, yeah. write this write, book. Write this book, you motherfuckers. Who's out there? <laughs> Who's listening? Don't argue with me. Write this and book. Also, we trying to find him on social media, but we don't know his name. So it was it didn't hard work when you typed in scuba Steve. No, it was just like scuba diver, this particular cove. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it didn't yeah. work out. That's going to be a rough. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm really excited about that. But more than anything, I have got to talk about this book, Erin. I have to. <laughs> okay. Well, that. <laughs> That's what we're here for. So (laughs) no one's really holding you back. (laughs) Hey, um, Aaron, real quick before we get to that, though. 
Excellent banter. A plus content right there. That's why when we sat down and you're like, do you have banter? I was just like, yes. I have prepared banter. She didn't even use words. I want to be clear. I was more prepared for banter than I am for the book because we did take two weeks off. So I'm going to I'm going to ease in to the book and see what I remember. We're good. All right. So here's what's up, you guys. They're going back from the garden. Yeah, I remember that garden. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where they did that touch in. You know. You know. Mm-hmm. So she's headed back and she's like, hey, Xylar, your place is rad. Don't get me wrong. But like the sleeping thing is a little rough for very squishy human yes. lady that I am. And so he's like, oh, how can we make your sleeping better? How can we do that? What kind yeah. of sleeping arrangement do you need? And so so she says that she needs like blankets and pillows and stuff. And he goes, you soft nest things. in soft things? Yes. How unexpectedly adorable. <laughs> you require materials to build a nest. <laughs> so he has no idea how to procure this. Basically, long story short, they go to like his family's Costco, basically. <laughs> See, I thought it was more like his family's like private dump. Like, it seemed like... It seemed, Or maybe yeah. like a storage unit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she makes off with, like, some alien tarps, is what he calls them. He's like, that's what we cover shipments in so that they don't get ruined. And she's like, okay, well, reduce, reuse, recycle, and stuff. Uh-huh. And then she takes him back to the garden because she wants to fill it full of... Wait, what? But while she's looking for the stuff, he's watching oh. her and just thinking about how adorable it, it is that she's nesting. And how mm. boldly she touched his neck ruffles, which oh, is yeah. like his neck balls. Uh-huh. And it says, as he watched her peruse the goods, a foreign thought surfaced, rare and exorable. Exorable? I've never said it out Inexorable? loud. Inexorable? Inexorable. That's good. God damn it. Cool. This podcast. Inexorable. Inexorable. It means it's it's like inevitable. It's like hard yeah. to stop it. Can't stop it. Yeah. But I know the word. I've just <laughs> never said it out loud. I know okay. No. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to <laughs> Owen. Um, <laughs> so then he thinks he thinks. She's mine. I stole her. I'm keeping her. I'm keeping Aww. her, you guys. Uh, oh, and if you don't follow our social media, Owen is somebody who gave us a one-star review, which you're totally fine <laughs> to do. It's just now that I don't know words, I'm more self-conscious, even than before. Honestly, Aaron, I was really excited because I think we've gotten one other one-star review, but they didn't have... They didn't have the fucking balls to tell us right. why. That's right. And so I was like, all right, Owen, I get that. You're, we yeah. are not for you, friendo. <laughs> but it was also very similar to that three-star review we got that was like... They don't talk about the book and they're wrong all the time. So, yeah. I mean, maybe the two of them can go hang out. They should somewhere go listen together. to some other podcast. They should podcasts. start a podcast oh my together. God. You guys start a podcast together. What a great meet cute. We both did oh a terrible God. review of a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and then we started our own. And then they found Lerve. Where no one ever laughs or talks about their lives. No. Aww. Yeah, no. that's the way some people like it. That's great. 
then that's fine. And anyway. it's not for us. Oh, yes. hey, I will firmly yeah. not listen to that podcast. And that's cool. fine. Mm-hmm. Bad reviews are inexorable. <laughs> you can't you help did it. it. You did yep. it. <laughs> Thank <Wow>. you. <laughs> Way to circle it back. Okay. Yep. So then she takes him back to the garden and she gets like a bunch of leaves and fallen petals and like other soft things. And he's pretty nervous about this. And he's like, mm-hmm. I just, I worry about people finding out that you're nesting in refuse. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, well, that's what we're going to do until I can figure out another plan. Yeah. Anyway, so then she's like, how do you think that we'll like, like sleep together once we're official or whatever? And he is charmed. Oh, my God. He's well, first of all, he's shocked AF. Yeah. And he's like, I what do you mean by that? And she's like, well, I like to sleep on soft things, usually like prone. And you sleep in that weird sex swing situation. <laughs> so like, yeah. like that weird, that weird vertical hammock. So how do you think we would sleep together? Or like, do you want to do that? Because that's my preference. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, I have no idea, but I'm super down either way. So she diagrams out this whole like shared hammock thing. And you know what she uses for it? Fucking rope invented by Xylar. <laughs> well, I'm wondering what their sex swings are made of already if it's not, if they don't have any rope. Like, do I they know. only have cables? No, I think it must be like, like uh, straps, you know? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Anyway, yeah. so she designs this whole like co-sleeping hammock where he can be like sat upright and she can sort of be laying next to him. It's not like really working out in my brain. I'm not really super uh I don't it's understand not clear. It, yeah. But good the, for them. But, good right, for them. Exactly. And even snaps might have room in there. So he mm-hmm. immediately hits, of course he hits the decks. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he hits the deck. He says, I am humbled, Beryl Bowman. This is a beautiful invention, and I am deeply unworthy of a terrible one who Mm. already puts so much thought into ways in which we can nest in utmost safety and comfort. (laughs) And then she's like, Xylar, what are you talking about? Of course I would. We're fixing to build a life together. Like, that's what people do. And then he seems a little worried. And she asks him what he's worried about. And he's like, well, you wouldn't offer me such a lovely gift only to proffer it to someone else later, would you? And she's like, I definitely would not. (laughs) And then he goes, then you see why I feel so unworthy. Nobody has ever. And she goes, enough of that. I get that I'm the first, but you're not unworthy. You're so kind and considerate. And I'd really like it if you could see how awesome you are. He goes, I'm awesome. awesome. <laughs> you guys. Oh, so great. You guys, words of affirmation is my primary love language. And so this book really did it for me. <laughs> when you put two people together who like don't understand each other's body language or they don't have like the same references or anything, you need a metric fuck ton of words of affirmation to get them together. And it works for me. Boy. They have a lot of all the love languages. They do. No, they definitely do. Time and gifts and service and physical touch. They're always grabbing on each other's grabbers and claws and stuff. I mean, they really, they really do it right, Xylar. They they do. 
Um, the other one. Burl. Barrel. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot for a second. For a moment, I thought it started with a G. I'm sorry. Okay, we're moving yeah. on. Oh, and then he gets really vulnerable and he tells her that he invented the cord that she's using right now. And yeah. he's like, my Whoa. family totally pooped on it. But here yeah. you are. You found two different uses for it. And she's like, because that's just as awesome as you are, Xylar. Yeah. And also, rope is a really <laughs> functional invention. <laughs> this isn't really about Barrel at this point. This is this is about his family not understanding <laughs> it, that it rope is, is useful. It definitely is. <laughs> I mean, after we know all, like, I feel like Xylar could, after the end of this book, make a killing on rope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, patent rope. I feel Zylar. like so, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hey, Aaron, are you ready for the free-for-all? What? I don't... <laughs> Oh boy! You guys, it's time oh, for the free for all. all. Okay. Which Aaron totally knows just what it is. She totally knows. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. So you mean when they all fight each other yes. in the ring? <laughs> so is it called that? It's not called yeah, that. It's called the free for all. Okay. It the, is? Uh, the announcer says, "Hey, everybody, is it? Are you ready for the three for all?" And they and they Yeah. So yeah, Google it up in that book. So anyway, <laughs> guys, it's it's time for the next challenge for the intended. Sure. Uh-huh. And because Rizvin is still in everybody's ears, they're making it super fucking hard. So the next time they go into the ring, the announcer's like, here's what's up, you guys. You've got these babies. Each of you have got a baby. Uh-huh. You're going to go into the ring and you need to protect your baby. And whoever's mm-hmm. baby is harmed, then uh-huh. they yeah. lose. Bye. lose. Bye. Get the fuck Done. out. You are not a good nest guardian. So they're they're also supposed to maybe like hurt each other. Yes. It's like last spouse standing at this yes. point. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, well, if all of them refuse to fight, then everybody is cool. But they do not think like that because they also want to like win accolades for how fearsome they are or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. so Kerr and Beryl team up again. Yes. And Beryl has this like has this like spear stick situation. And so they're running with their babies and Beryl's like got a football. And so she pole vaults up onto this, this uh, platform. platform. Yes. And Kerr tosses her chiclet up. And so Beryl has both the tiny, tiny Barathees and (laughs) Kerr. What's up? Nothing. All your words. Then Kerr. Makes their self big like oh, that with, thorns, thorns. with all their uh, leaves and and thorns. Yeah. I would expect it's like and vines that and tree stuff. boy from the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, it's very much like an I am Groot. Yes, yeah. and oh, grows. Yeah. They grow all around barrel so that nobody can climb up to the platform, and also nobody can climb her. And so barrels up there they start everybody because they're they're the top two intended and so everybody's mm-hmm. like chucking shit at her there and she's she's putting her body in between the projectiles yeah. and, and the when babies. barrel does that 
everybody in the stands is like, oh my god, we would like, we would love it if we could get a nest guardian that would physically put her body in danger in favor of the babies. You guys, Xylar is so impressed right now. Yeah, if he had a boner, yeah, it would be raging. Oh. I wanted to say this. So Xylar's in the audience watching yeah. Yeah, yeah, and somebody yeah. says like, Xylar, how did you find such uh, a treasure? Yeah. And then somebody else says, oh, don't worry. It's not like she's <gasps> going to choose Xylar. That's right. And then Xylar straight up says, get her name out, out of your of mouth. Out of your mouth. <laughs> it's incredible. He, he literally says, keep her name from your mouth. You yep. do not know her. You have no right to speak of her with such intimacy. I just thought oh. it was so funny that he turned around and was like, get her name out of your mouth. That's right. <laughs> so oh, good. man. And it was it was the correct course of action. Yes. Anyway. Okay. So basically, one intended almost gets up there because they go around like the backside or whatever, and they swipe out and they cut her calf. Uh-huh. With, their, with their big, breathy claw. And meanwhile, these chicks are just fucking killing each other in the ring. Yeah. Like, they're murdering each other. They're murdering the babies. They're, which, yeah. Beryl thinks are like uh, robot babies or like some yeah, kind like of simulation like I babies. got in high school. Yeah, because they told her they weren't like real babies. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. but the babies are getting murdered. And so are the ladies down there getting murdered yeah. by each other. Are they getting murdered? Eh, anyway. They're, so, they're, well, they're getting super hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So then basically they decide that Kerr and Beryl aren't worth the effort if they want to stay in. And so they right. just start going after each other. Right. And then finally it's over. Time is called. And once again, Beryl jumps off the, oh, what? No. What? No, you forgot about the one lady that like climbs the side of the thing. The nope, warrior alien. already said that. And I said, it swipes out at her calf. But wait, but no, but she kicks her off the thing and yells, this is Sparta. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's hilarious. Man, that anyway. was a really good joke. I yeah. really wanted to make sure we highlighted that. Okay, oh, sorry. So good. Yeah. So then once again, Xyler comes over and he's like, wow, Kerr, thank you so much for teaming up with my intended again. That was great. You guys are like a dream team. And Kerr said, you know, oh, my pleasure, obviously. Like, it's a big thing for both of us to have so much trust in each other because Beryl could have, you know, won the thing and then tossed my my baby down and, like, murdered it dead. True. And Beryl's like, holy shit, that never even crossed my mind. I should have done that. No! And then she's like, <laughs> she's like, man, I'm really glad that like we did all this. Like, what do they do with all these fake babies? Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, no, they're real <laughs> babies. And she's like, what? What? <laughs> like, that? what are they're you just talking clone about? Babies. Yeah, they're, they're, clone they're babies, copies. So they don't count. You guys, oh it's like in the prestige when there's that river of dead Hugh Jackmans. Yeah. And it's like, those Hugh Jackmans are real Hugh Jackmans with hopes Ooh. and dreams, and they can feel pain. Ooh. Like just because they're fake new new Hugh Jackmans doesn't mean they're not worthy of life. And, and frankly, any Hugh Jackman is worthy of life, am I right? <laughs> life and anything else. <laughs> 
her talking about that movie with Shady and her talking about like what a dream it would be to crawl through that river of Hugh Jackman's and I was like dead Hugh Jackman's and she's like don't 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 be an asshole you know like yeah fine all right don't shit on my dreams yeah exactly like don't yuck my yum (laughs) stuff you think is weird too anyway Okay, so anyway, then what happens, Aaron? Then they go to the garden together, right? They invite Kerr to go to the garden. Oh, and as they're cleaning up, Rizvin comes over. So he says, he tells Xylar that he wants to take Beryl away for like a celebratory feast. Alone, just him and Beryl. Yeah, because she should hang out with people that are of her caliber and not like you know, sucky and lame and awful like Xylar is. Ugh. Ugh. And not a mottled brown. Yeah. <sighs> and so they come out and she scr- scratches, snaps right up. And Xylar says that she's saying things to snaps that are unintelligible. Right. And then all of a sudden, from Xylar's perspective, the fur person goes over to Rizvin and relieves himself on Rizvin's leg and then doesn't snaps just like turn to risvin and just be like i don't like you barrel doesn't like you either can we yep. leave now yeah <laughs> oh it's so good oh it's really really good so then barrel like insincerely apologizes to risvin and as they leave kerr communicates their deep worry and how they're very unsettled about what just happened <laughs> because yes. they understand who risvin is and barrel does not and they're not even from here. No, Beryl does at this point. She just doesn't give a shit. No, 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 I know. But I mean, like, who he is as far as, like, the actual clout he has. Yeah, That's I what think I mean. she doesn't fully grasp the extent of it. Right. Like, she's been told, but I don't think that she totally understands. She doesn't understand the implications, certainly. Right. So anyway, Beryl's like, okay, well, then I'll apologize and I'll make it better. I didn't know that he could, like, actually hurt us. So then they go to the garden. And Kerr takes snaps away to plant some seeds because Kerr has some seeds of their own. And so they give it to snaps and it's really cute. And then Xylar and Beryl talk more about Rizven and he explains that like he's powerful and he could really actually like fuck up the choosing for them. Mm -hmm. And then Kerr is supposed to come back to their quarters with them, but they decide to stay and like plant their roots for a little while in this beautiful garden. Kerr like loves gardens because Kerr's like a plant. <laughs> and so I feel like Kerr's like, why would I want to go to a house? Yeah. I am a plant. Right. I'm going to stay in this garden. Yeah. Like, this is this is where I hang out, which uh-huh. I, I get. Yeah. And Beryl's like, oh, okay, well, then enjoy your spa day. Mm-hmm. Uh, love mm-hmm. you. Bye. Okay. So then when they get back, you guys shit goes down you might even say it's on tm because beryl asks how like they're supposed to have kids like how would that work even right Mm -hmm. because their physiologies are so different Mm -hmm. and he's like oh you know they we would send our genetic material to a bunch of scientists and they would dish up some babies and give it back to us that does make the babies of like all our best qualities and it's fine it's great it's great good stuff and so She's like, well, why can't we exchange genetic material if we can't have babies? 
And he's like, well, Barathe competitors can't do that because they can't. They would have babies. They would have babies, right. And the whole, the whole reason is overpopulation. Like, the right. whole reason for the choosing and everything is that so people don't have babies outside of this competition. Correct. Then she's like, oh, that makes sense. It would be unfair. And then she goes, plus... I could get hooked on all of that sweet, sweet Xylar action and not want to <laughs> choose anybody else. And you would like get a big leg up. Mm-hmm. And his nictitating membrane like blinks in surprise. <laughs> and he sort of like fizzes out a little bit. And he's like, are you saying that you think I might be able to give you pleasure? The likes of which would have you enamored <laughs> with only me? Cause her to imprint on him, werewolf style. <laughs> and she's like, well, it wasn't like a challenge or anything. Like, I wasn't mm-hmm. like asking you to have sex with me. In right. fact, I'm not even sure how that would go or if it's even theor- theoretically possible. So I understand the embargo on sexual contact, even between outbonded pairs, which means like people that, well, yeah. creatures that aren't from the same planet. And he asks if she's teasing him or trying to tempt him. Tempt him. Ooh. And she says, and oh my gosh. And so, yeah, he says, I can't decide if you're tempting me or not. And then he amends it and he's like, no, you are tempting me. I just can't decide if you're doing it on purpose or not. Mm -hmm. And she asks how it would even work. And he says, do you want a demonstration? She specifically says she's just asking for a verbal explanation. It's okay. (laughs) And he's like, no, I'm going to fucking unfurl my plates. My thoraxes. (laughs) It's not like that. I'm sorry. What I imagine is just these like plates parting. Yeah. And then just like all of this like stuff inside just going like <laughs> no it's not like that at i know all. but it is there what is, i imagine when it happened no, and i know that i know i know it's no not tentacles. right i know but okay <laughs> i'll i'll explain listener let me take you on a journey it's because of that independence day scene because they have like the hard plates on the outside and then when you bust them open then on the inside they're like <laughs> plus isn't that the way that the alien is in alien versus predator one yeah, of them, so. you take yeah, the yeah. faceplate off, and it's a bunch of it's a bunch of noodly stuff in there noodles! or something. Noodles, yeah, well, the noodles, and alien go out like this. Oh. I'm sorry that you guys can't. This is a visual <laughs> medium. <laughs> she just did one of those one of those car car salesman <laughs> swoopy guys, the ones that you know oh, fill up with air. Things. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those <laughs> uh, but sexy but, uh, but so this sexy. is hot you guys it actually really is it okay really so here's what is. happens when okay. we're gonna describe it right now it's gonna sound to you gross i don't I know if swe- that's true it may i feel I like i could take you, them on a journey if you read this book you're gonna be confusingly into it you're gonna I be super you. into it yeah, well you super know what? into it maybe Maybe I am wondering if people might be into it if they're more pan slash bisexual. I was just about to say, I think that if you're into ladies, you might be slightly more into it. Yeah. But if vaginas and vulvas, while 
wonderful and powerful. (laughs) And I am so happy to have one. Mm -hmm. Gross you out to your (laughs) core if you ever get near somebody else's. It may not be as sexy. Then you might be more confused about the pants feelings that you have while reading this scene. I was confused by the pants feelings (laughs) I had while reading this scene. I was not confused at all. So... That's my you know two I wasn't cents confused, on it. but I was surprised because totally. none of it on its face is sexy. It's Correct. all weird and maybe gross. But when you're reading it, you know about their feelings and mm. it's so wonderful. Yeah. Okay. So here's what happens, you guys. Okay. So she says that she wants a demonstration because rules are made to be broken, you guys. Yeah. Ugh. I'm telling you, there are there are characters in here. One is a Melody and one is an Aaron. And uh, I will explain to you who the Aaron is when I we get to that bed. That the melody is the one that huh? parts his chest plates and does go. <laughs> <laughs> the melody is, that is the one fair enough? that sticks her mouth right on his neck ruff and goes, Ooh, I'm surprised that tastes so good. This is really <laughs> exciting. Wait, no, I'm the one that parts their chest plates and goes. <laughs> I am willing to say that both of the characters in this scene are melodies. The the, the character that is an Aaron is not in this scene. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Am I snaps? <laughs> i can't wait all right what's going on all right keep going barrel is a melody sorry yeah i know that's why i'm like and then she does just like hump his leg until she gets herself off that's a very melody move it most certainly is yeah hey i've got an idea it's gonna feel really good for me are you down i've got an idea Yep. Okay. All right. All right. So here's what happens. She says she wants a demonstration and suddenly four abdominal plates. No, his abdominal plates move and it shows these four slits in his abdomen. And so he says that if the partner he had was Barathe. Oh, she asked what would happen if it was a Barathe that he was with because she wants to know like the mechanics of how they fuck. So he's like, they would massage my neck neck ruffs and that would cause me to lubricate. And then he would stimulate their neck ruffs as well until their claspers extruded. Mm-hmm. And then they would penetrate him and collect spermatophores with their claspers. And like mm-hmm. the more spermatophores you get, the better. So I read the like the notes at the end and the author based the hero's physiology on this insect, I think, that like lives deep in a cave on Earth. And that's how they have sex. And what's what's really interesting is that along with the spermatophores is also nutritional material in essentially the dude's cum. And so... Not only is it genetic material to create young, but it's also nutritional material to like keep the young alive or like make the eggs cook or whatever. Anyway, it's good stuff. So she's like getting a little, little excited and a little. Oh, yeah, totally. She's thinking of doing some exploration because he's into it. You know, like, oh, God, it's so good. Absolutely. And so she says, since we're anatomically different. And we're so different that we can't exchange genetic material. 
can I touch you? Because I want to. Mm -hmm. And he is very, very into that idea. And so she starts with his neck rough. Well, he tells her that if it were a Barathe mate that they would start to massage his neck rough and then yeah because he says after he parts his plates and goes he says in this state i am ready like more preparation would be great but i'm ready to go and like that was super hot when he said i am ready and then he was like if you were barathe you would massage my neck rough and then i would get more lubricated in my slits and mm. my spermatophores would get <laughs> even more plumped up because yeah. I would be even more aroused. Mm-hmm. So so she starts going up on his neck rough and it's like way crazier feeling and like way better feeling than mm-hmm. probably a Barathe would be because she can get in like the folds and the and the really delicate yeah. places that Barathe claws can't. With her little grabbers. Yeah. And then she starts kissing up on his neck rough and on his uh-huh. spines and he like can't even make words yeah. that explain how good that is they for don't him. have that he's like her fan hole is on me oh my <laughs> <Yeah>. god <laughs> he actually calls it throughout the whole book he calls it her eating part there it is yeah her <laughs> eating <time>. part <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's so good and then you guys she gives him a traditional highlander finger banging Took the words right out of my mouth. A quadruple traditional Highlander finger banging. Like you would not believe. So he's got those four slits. She's able to get three fingers and a fucking thumb in there and just go on in there like like the like the claspers of a Barathe sperma sperma toity grabber. Uh huh. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so she's she's massaging the inside where she she can feel these like these like bumps that are getting plumper and plumper as she's she's fingering yeah, like him in, right up inside his like slit holes. There's yeah. these bumps, and she's like getting on those bumps. And, and she noticed that when she hits him, like you know, when she gives him one of those dirty DJ moves, he like hisses even louder, and it and they get even plumper, and then finally. Because of the way that she, like, she gets him, like, in between her fingers and thumb and, like, adds pressure. Mm-hmm. He just comes all over the place, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> there is no noodle sound, you weirdo. <sighs> There's no He does, like, vibrate. He, does, he is, like... <laughs> He's shivering. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just... Listen. He's coming super hard. Okay. <laughs> so then, you guys, he's like, I want to make you feel just as good and she's like okay well i have this idea (laughs) and (laughs) take it away (laughs) yeah (laughs) and he's like he's like please use me to make yourself feel good however you want to like what can i do and so he takes his claws and he's like massaging it in her hair and then she tells him to touch up on her nipples like very gently because remember claws claws and then she just rides his really really rock hard thigh his like actual you know exoskeleton um, thigh chitin 
is what it's called. Chitin. That's mm-hmm. that's yes. the one. Aaron, yes. thank you so much, you goddamn entomologist. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks. So she just rides him to orgasm as he's like as he's like gently raking his claws through her scalp and and pinching her nipples and stuff. Oh boy, it was good. It is nice. And then he says, oh, that happens very fast for your kind. And she's like, well, if we're like really into it and it's like the right guy. Yeah. And then he's like, ooh, (laughs) sure. Yeah. (laughs) He's very happy about that. (laughs) That's how he shows uh, happiness as he cheers. Mm -hmm. Cheers. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So now it's time for the second phase, you guys. It's time for him to compete. And he's worried. And she says that he shouldn't be because she's only into him. And he's like, mm-hmm. and she's like, hey, and by the way, I really like the color brown. Mm. You gorgeous thing, you. Uh-huh. And and he's like, oh, okay. I, I think I can do this. Uh-huh. So backstage, he meets Kerr's intended, who's called Arlib. And Arlib originally approaches him to be like, hey, thank you so much for taking such good care of, or like, you know, I want to thank your intended for like, you know, teaming up with Kerr, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then, what's his name? Xylar says, well, you know, we could do the same thing if if the situation calls for it. Like, that mm-hmm. would be cool. And Arlib is like, oh my gosh, your clan is like so serious business and usually so aloof and snooty. This is amazing. Yeah. Okay. So it's time for the opening show, which is that each of them have to do a mating dance. Mm-hmm. Aaron, how did you feel about this? Tell me everything. <laughs> I <laughs> don't really remember it. <laughs> so i loved it i don't know i just remember that they did a, they did a little dance i Listen, don't know if i so really remember it here's <laughs> no you just had this look on your face and i thought you were gonna tell never me like throw to me it never works out if i'm not talking it's because i have nothing to say if i want to say something i'm talking i promise you you know what control save i got it i got it <laughs> understood moving forward so they do this mating dance you guys and when it's his turn he's like i'm not gonna do the traditional thing i'm gonna do a dance that is meant specifically for barrel because i know how we communicate i i know that she responds like to these sort of gestures and blah 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 and so he does this whole thing and everybody's like really, really uncertain about it because it's not the traditional like interpretation of the dance. And Beryl stands up and she starts whooping and hollering oh, yeah. and she's like super into it. And then he comes back in line and Arlib is like, wow, I really need to take notes from you because your intended did not look away from you the whole time. And Xylar is very like, sure. And and then he notices that Rizvin is looking on and he's got a very salty expression on his stupid mandible. (laughs) So. (laughs) So then 
the second round is they have to find some artifacts puzzles and they have to do a puzzle but the the important thing is that he goes right to the puzzle that is in the language of the intended that he had originally chosen that he was trying to get to artifacts when he found barrel like when he crash landed on earth he was trying to get to this other planet and clearly he had learned a whole language for that potential mate and it makes barrel be like oh gosh i hope i'm not his second choice yeah, I hope that he's not like sort of secretly wishing that he was still with that trillion lady. Mm-hmm. I will say I was pretty glad that this never came back. You know, yeah, it seemed fair. like yeah. a seed that was being planted. But I actually loved the fact that throughout the whole book, their relationship was mature and upfront enough that oh, he yeah. just told her how he felt and she believed him. It was really great. Mm -hmm. I understood her including that insecurity, but I also didn't mind that it wasn't ever followed up on, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Anyway, so then after the challenge, she goes up to, to, with Snaps, she takes Snaps over to Rizvin and she's like, hey, Rizvin, I just wanted to apologize for my fur person. He (laughs) is a baby and stuff, like... He didn't mean anything, and I'm very, very sorry, and I hope you can forgive us and we can start over. And then Rizvin tries to get her to go to a secondary location. You guys yes. never, never go, to, go a secondary to a secondary location. location. Don't never. do it. Don't you do it. Fight tooth and nail. Yeah, don't so get in that car. So she's thinking to herself, do I need to throw down not mm-hmm. to get to this secondary lo- date location? Right. She's not. It's just very awkward. But anyway, <laughs> Xylar comes over. And he, his spines are all flared. And he's like, why are you trying to lure my intended away again? And she diffuses the situation. And then Rizvin once again offers her to like come to a party of his. And she's like, sure, we both like to come. Yeah, I don't know if we have any plans, sweetie. Do we have any plans? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And he's like, no, we would love to take you up on your invitation because your parties are legendary and we can't wait. Yep. And Rizman's very like, I'll tell you when plans are finalized. (laughs) (laughs) He's really fucking pissed. He's the worst. Yeah. So then they go to the garden and snap seeds are growing and it's really cute. Snaps loves digging and he loves digging with a purpose and yes. Snaps has these little seeds that are growing and he calls them little baby dogs that he's growing. Well, this is the scene when Beryl, because he's like, should we dig them up? This is so exciting. And mm-hmm. Beryl's like, no, you planted them. They're your responsibility. And it says Snaps fell back onto his butt, staring at the seedlings with wide eyes. Am I a father? Yes. Sort of, Beryl said. Xylar churred, amusement overwhelming him. Then Snaps lay down in front of the plants with a determined sound. I will protect you, <gasps> tiny green dirt dogs. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> and then, Aaron, you want to yeah. know what happens next? Do you want to know? I haven't the famous idea. <laughs> she says that she wishes she could kiss him. Oh, yes. And he says, I have no idea what you're talking about. But if this is a sign of affection for your people, then I would accept any affection you want to give me, however you want to give me, (laughs) and I'll adapt to it. Ah, Mm -hmm. He's so wonderful. 
So she goes up and she kisses up on his mandible and she finds this vulnerable area of his neck. Uh-huh. To anybody else, this would be sort of like a sign of aggression because it's it's one of his only vulnerable spots where his chitin like meet. But instead, he moves his neck and she like gets up in there and there's like this hot burst of sensation where her mouth is. Uh-huh. And then he starts thinking to himself, holy goddess, what if she put her mouth on my junk? <laughs> <laughs> then he's like, no, no, Zylar. Only he doesn't think mouth. He thinks like eating, food part. Yeah, his, her eating part. <laughs> and then he's like, Zylar, put away those deviant thoughts. Don't think like that. <laughs> and so then he stops her and he's like, anybody could walk in, but please show me whatever you want to when we get home. <laughs> Any, anything else you want to lay on me, you yeah. let a bitch know. So then they go back to his quarters and guys, the hammock is ready. <laughs> Their co-nest, it's ready and it's up. And she's like, oh my God, this is already done? And he's like, yeah, I sent out for it the moment your plans were done. Of course, I wanted to make this for you. Mm -hmm. So then they test it out and it is a big cute. It is a super cute. Yeah, they snuggle up in it. It's really nice. Isn't isn't this where he, when when does he like claw finger her? I think this (laughs) might be where he claw fingers her. At some point, I think it's now, he's basically like, you've given me far more pleasure. pleasure. More pleasure (laughs) Than I've given to you, and I would like to rectify that. And she thinks to herself, no human man would ever put it that way, which uh-huh. Beryl doesn't read a lot of romance novels because a lot of human men apparently put it that way in romance. <laughs> 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 like, if I had a dollar for every time I read, like, you've given so much pleasure to me, I would like to rectify that. I'd probably have, like, I don't know, like $15 maybe? At least. That's a lot. That's quite a bit. So she shows him how to get her off with that claw. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's like it. Yeah. And so she puts her back onto his thorax and he reaches his forelimb around her. And she's like, I'm really, really sensitive in this area. So you got to be careful. But like, I like how this feels. And so mm-hmm. he starts like with her scalp again. And then he goes all the way down her body and he plays with her nipples. And then he, yeah, he gets her off with clitoral stimulation. Very with his claw. Clitoral stimulation. Yeah. And I he's like, gosh, it's-, it's so easy. Like you get off so easy. And- I know. And she's like, you're a braggart. So... <laughs> But he thinks she's a miracle because she, he's never been good enough oh. for anyone. And now he's so good for her, you know. Oh, it's so great. Yeah, he says, you're a miracle, Beryl Bowman. My miracle. <sighs> oh, my God. Oh, it's so good. Okay, you guys, it's time for another challenge. Oh, and God, yeah. This is a big tragic. It's not great. It's not It's not fun great. At all. So he lines up with everybody and all of a sudden they like uncloak this giant deadly obstacle course. It's another thing kind of like the thing that she had to go through in the beginning. It's it's basically the chosers, the chosenings (laughs) (laughs) version of the um, of the destroyer. Yeah. And so Arlib, Kerr's intended, is standing next to him. And he is 
visibly nervous and not okay about this thing. And then I think, isn't he the first one that gets yes. called? God. Mm-hmm. So Arlib is the first one that gets called and he goes through it and like halfway through, he doesn't duck or weave in the way that he needs to. Yeah. And he is super awfully mertilated by this thing. Yeah, like intended. very, very like swiftly mertilated. Yeah, it's like swiftly and and graphically. Not on the not on like the not on the text, but mm-hmm. it's it's not a great thing to watch in the stands. Apparently, I mean, it is in the text. <laughs> yeah, it also is in the text. Yeah, it talks yeah. about it talks about he him falls being on like these spikes basically, and then the spikes yeah. keep moving up and down oh, until God. eventually he stops uh, twitching. I think that's the one. Yep. Yep. So poor Kerr is obviously devastated. Xylar then goes through the whole thing. He gets a big old like scythe in the back of his chitin and he gets a giant scar that's never going to go away because Hot. they, I mean, sure. Right. But terrifying. Terrifying. So, but long term hot. But long term. Yeah. Pretty excellent. Yeah. Anyway, so he makes it through by the skin of his teeth, and uh, I think Arlib is the only one who dies. Yeah. Anyway, it's awful. And so then they go through, and Kerr doesn't want to talk to anybody. Kerr just wants to be left alone. And right. so they go back to their quarters. Man, it's a tough. And I think, don't Beryl and Xylar go try to even check on Kerr later in the night? Yeah. And Kerr's just like, nah, I don't want to do. see anybody. It's yeah. rough. Yeah. So then Rizvan immediately comes over and he's like, parties tonight. I got a keg. Let's do this. Yeah. And after he leaves, because they can't say no to the invitation now, but she's like, this is not okay here too, right? Like, Mm -hmm. this is really heartless of him Mm -hmm. in this culture as well, not to cancel this party. Right. And Xylar is very like, yeah, it definitely is. Like, if this was our part of the choosing board kind of he's like an he advisor just, he has the ear of, on the something of the people on the okay yeah, he, he's powerful yeah. on the thing so it's 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 i think especially for him in poor taste because he's so close to the yeah event. yeah that's know. awful so guys it's time to do a dress up montage <laughs> she she basically just like wraps herself in like a glitter tarp and a rope it's like when ariel just like yes. gets that sail and ties that rope around herself <laughs> and just looks fierce af goes up into that party and it's just like because listen those aliens don't know they, they're all naked well, here's the thing, though. It's only like that if the sale was actually a giant floofy dress for a St. Bernard. <laughs> because that's, that's, yeah. that's what it actually is. They go to this stall that sells dresses for pets. And, <laughs> and then she fashions it into a dress for a human. Oh, it's good stuff. It's good. Yeah. So then on the way, they do try to they do try to check on Kerr and Kerr's like, I asked you very respectfully to leave me alone and I need you to respect my boundaries. And they're like, yeah, friend, yep. that's what we're going to do. So then they fuck off and they go to Rizvan's party and the party is 
awful but also like lit but like also awful yes no it's a really good party except it's super uncomfy there's a lot of illegal stuff going on there's a lot of like coercive sexual acts it's like a little too lit that's the party (laughs) right you know like it it jumped that boundary from being Mm. like a real cool party to being like too cool of a party where you're like yes oh no i might get arrested for being at this party yeah Uh uh-huh yeah. And I was thinking more about the drugs and the endangered species consumption, not about the coercive sexual things. Of course, that's not lit or cool or anything. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Of I course. was thinking about the drug consumption when I said that just now. Yeah, right. there okay. are a bunch of controlled substances there. Many. Some of them are fishes? <sighs> question mark. <laughs> <laughs> yes, question mark. So then um, they look over and there's this whole tank of what what Beryl says look like the little worm wormy guys from Men in Black. The yeah, the little dudes that who, if I remember correctly, love smoking weed and being sassy. Yeah, they have the um, coffee. Yeah, and cigarettes and stuff. Was yes. that were those weed cigarettes? Was it weed or was it tobacco? My was gosh, it, I, don't know. I just thought smoking. those were regular cigarettes. <laughs> they I probably were. Thirty-four-year-old Aaron is scandalized <laughs> if those were marijuana cigarettes. Aaron, I don't know if they were marijuana cigarettes my or not. <laughs> oh no! Oh, my childhood is destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm glad I got the chance to say marijuana cigarette today. <laughs> Me too. I'm a little upset that you got to it before I did, <laughs> but you know, not all of us can be really, really. Uh, what's it called? Yeah. inexorable oh no <laughs> no but you know what yes that joke was inexorable <laughs> thanks girl yeah okay so anyway they're like eating these wormy guys raw alive uh, it's yeah. worse than raw you guys it's alive times yeah and it's it's tortures because apparently they taste better if they're scared which is like a whole extra level of awful yeah so barrel's like we gotta save those wormy dudes <laughs> yeah like this is terrible and so Rizvan's like i'm gonna be or, i'm sorry xylar's like i need to be smart about this because i can't challenge him in public what i should say so it's not it's not like Claire in Outlander where she's like, I've got to save the people. No, no, and no, no. everybody's like, no, this is what we do here. This is fine. This this eating the wormy dudes alive is an illegal activity on this yes. planet. Wormy dudes are sentient. And they're, they they're are almost sentient. Yeah. Sure. But they're like endangered. This is a very frowned upon practice yeah. on this planet. So it's not like, oh, she's got to save them. And then Xylar's like, mm, this is kind of what we do. But I guess I'll go with it. Right. He's also very freaked out and offended He's by this practice. By this. And that his brother is just like openly throwing a party where people are doing this. All right. Okay. Yeah. So he very covertly masks his signal on his uh, wrist communicator. Mm-hmm. And he types out a message to the endangered species board of, of guys. He calls like officers. the Forest Service of he like, does. <laughs> Alien Land, and it's like they're trafficking these little wormy dudes. Yeah, and they go get them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so Rizvan comes over, and he like tries to get her away from him again. It's really awful. Mm-hmm. And as they're like chatting or whatever, these Forest Service brathy come in. Can and I just like, say? 
Why? Fish and Wildlife Service. I don't need your emails. It's the Fish and Wildlife Service. Now we said right. it twice, so I just wanted to be really clear. Okay, keep sure. going. Keep going. So then these Fish and Wildlife fucking heroes <laughs> of wrath. Yeah. They come in and they're like, everybody get on the ground. We got to save some wormy dudes. <laughs> <laughs> and so then everybody starts scrambling to get the fuck out lest they get arrested mm-hmm. and they get away and they're both like wow that was terrible i can't believe that happened and then it's time for the next phase you guys yeah it's another challenge times they go to bed they wake up it's challenge times so and then yes barrel sees Kerr the next yes. morning and Kerr's like Thanks for coming by. I don't want you to think that like I right. I was, you know, like I I did appreciate you coming by, but it's yes. just it's really hard because my one true love was shredded yesterday. Correct. And oh. then Beryl, I just like bing boom bong. Like Beryl bing, same. Bing, not boom, everything bong. is fucking about you, Beryl. Like this is the only time where I was like, Beryl, girl, I don't know. Cause she's like, Kerr. I have to talk to you. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that the death of your loved one was all my fault. Right. And Kerr's like, huh? Yeah. And Beryl's like, here's the thing. My dog did pee on the leg of Rizvin. And even though Rizvin has grown up with a deep-seated hatred of Xylar, it was probably my dog peeing on his leg that made him so mad. Well, it's also because he wants Beryl, and sure. Beryl has snubbed him a many multiple times. Fair enough. Yeah. So she thinks that it's possible that Rizvin told the board of the choosing yep. to put in an extra hard, extra lethal contraption for round two yeah. to kill Xylar so that Rizvin could either get Beryl or like fuck over a barrel we're not really sure sure but either way all barrels fault and she's so sorry for all the things she's done to kill Kerr's boyfriend yeah well i mean she also tells Kerr that the destroyer was also a risven thing sure you know but they don't even like know this for sure it's just something they're like speculating because they haven't True. seen those two contraptions come out in 10 cycles or whatever right, 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 however right. time is yeah and so kerr is like wow barrel bowman thank you so much for telling me that you i now have a reason to live such a narcissist um you are such a good friend really nothing kerr to says. do with you i <laughs> don't understand how you've managed to make this about you barrel but wow <laughs> congratulations you did it and then they slow clapped their fronds <laughs> yep, yep. at Beryl <laughs> and then walked away. And then Kerr never spoke to Beryl again. Yep, that's not what happened. No, so anyway, but it's what, what I would have done says, had I been Kerr in this moment. <laughs> Sorry. Kerr says, wow, Beryl, this is really good intel. <laughs> yeah. If this is in fact true. Because Beryl, to her credit, Beryl's like, listen, I don't know this for a super fact, but it's it's the working theory right now is that Rizvan is behind it. And so Kerr is like, well, if Rizman was the one who ultimately is responsible for my intended getting shredded yesterday, I now have a reason to live. And so Beryl's like, oh, no, what does that mean? And Kerr says, I am now going to destroy Rizvin. That is yeah. what I'm going to do now. You said that Rizvin was looking for a second nest guardian, did you yeah. not? 
Yeah. I am going to destroy him. It's good. Yes. So then Beryl's like, oh, I wish I hadn't told you. And Kerr's like, no, no. I now have a reason to live. If not, like if, if you didn't tell me this, there's a really good chance that grief and despair would have swallowed me whole. And so I'm really excited about the vengeance I can now latch on to. And mm-hmm. I'm going to need your help. Mm-hmm. And so Beryl's like, okay, I guess I can help you. After all, a comedian back on my planet said that a good friend will bail you out of jail, but a best friend will be sitting there next to you saying, that was fun. And then Kerr says, I'm not certain that this idiom has translated correctly, but I appreciate your offer to do crime for me, Beryl Bowman. <laughs> And in that moment, and in a lot of this second half, Kerr is Aaron. Kerr is Aaron. Kerr is Aaron. Kerr is Aaron. I would. I would stop at nothing (laughs) to kill Rizvin. You're right. (laughs) And also, you would look at me and you would say, "Thank you so much for offering to do crime for me." (laughs) (laughs) Melody, do crime. But you guys, bing boong bong, I am against crime. Not if you got good reasons. Yeah, if there if it's a fictional crime with reasons, yeah. I am for it. Hmm. And especially if you do it in a way that you never get caught. <laughs> if Erin were to ever commit a crime, which she would never do. I would never do. But if no. I did, it would have very good reasons. And I would never get caught. And you would never get caught. Guys, I know a foolproof way to hide a body. (laughs) And I'm never telling you. I'm never telling anyone. But I. She's never going to tell anybody. It is airtight. (laughs) Anyway. That's exciting. Yeah. Can't tell you because, you know, you'll break. She won't even tell me. No, I can't tell anybody. I never will be able to. I know. There are a few things that I've never told anybody, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell me. (laughs) <laughs> I want to know. Nice try, Erin. Nice tell try. <laughs> no, you tell me first, and no, then I, I can't. tell you. That's my insurance See? for if I need to murder. There we go. Okay. All right. So then, the chooseners section of the challenge is over, and now it is time to be chosen. And so the announcer says to everybody, number one intended, number one in all the intendeds. Ooh, 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 ooh. Click, 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 click. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Beryl Bowman of Aerith, who do you choose? And Xylar for a moment is like, okay, it all comes down to this. All of her words could mean nothing, but no, no, I have faith in her. She told me, we've touched each other intimately and stuff she's been inside me me. (laughs) she showed me what a highlander she is she'll she'll do me true me like a bagpipe (laughs) 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 and then Beryl stands up and she says, Xylar of Kith Barath! And, and he strides over sure, there sure, with this sexy sure. confidence. Oh, he's cheering. And his neck ruff. Oh my God, Aaron, real quick. Can you imagine having your boner be on your neck for everyone to see? Everybody yeah. can see when you're turned on. Yeah. Aaron, this feels like a weird, this feels like a weird design this is a 
cultural okay problem because <laughs> without clothes, everybody would be able to see when our males are turned on as well, or those That's of us true. who have penises. That's true. Are turned on. So we've invented clothes, not sweatpants, but other kinds of pants to, yeah. to hide this if somebody does have a boner. That's they true. have they just don't... decided they could have like one of those Shakespearean they ruffly could. boys neck ruffle. to like <laughs> cover their like more scrotumy neck ruffle, like a cloth uh-huh. neck ruffle to go over yeah, the scrotum yeah, ruffle yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that yeah, no one knows. Yeah. But they uh-huh. just they don't care. They free neck it. Yeah, they free neck it. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So this wow. is cultural. You're right. You're right. Okay. I mean, good, good on them. You know, yeah, fine. Let your let your this neck is ruffle what fly. A sexually liberated society looks like. Oh, Aside from the fact thing. that they're not allowed to have sex until they go through like a very extensive choosing process. <laughs> yeah, that is a bit of a conundrum, isn't yeah. it? Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. All right. So anyway, then Kerr chooses Cater, and Cater's intended is the one who died on the destroyer, mm-hmm. the very first challenge. That's when his intended died. So everybody's very excited about it, and then afterwards. Helix is right. What? What? I was just gonna say that when they announced Xylar, they said Xylar, <gasps> oh, congratulations, yeah. fifth time lucky. And he's like, yeah. "Fuck you, guy. Why do you yeah. just gotta put that in there? I did as good." He's, as he's walking over there, he's like, "That seemed like a really unnecessary put down, <laughs> anyway. but um, here I go. I'm, yeah. I'm free necking it over to my intended because <laughs> I have been chosen. I am officially chosen, motherfuckers." <laughs> Sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So then you guys, they're headed back to go get Snaps because Snaps has been alone in the in the house. Mm-hmm. And Helix is ready. And so they go to check on how Helix is. And it turns out that Helix is fine, but he had to be backed up to before they left to pick up Schmacksvi or whatever her name was. Barrel? And so, oh no, no you, mean, <laughs> you mean the first intended? I was like, yeah. well, well, well. Look who forgot Burl's name this time. <laughs> nope, nope, still me. Nope, just you. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, he looks at her and he's like, "I got Helix back, but we will never know where Earth is ever again. Earth is lost." And she thinks, "I will never have a cheeseburger ever again in my life." <laughs> cheeseburger and i really like where her priorities are yeah in that moment motivated yes (laughs) but then as he's doing all the bureaucratic stuff to like get helix back to his quarters and all of that she starts thinking that she actually didn't have a lot to go back to anyway we do find out very casually i love how casually inclusive this book is because including just like all of a sudden referring to Kerr as they, them with no explanation whatsoever because no explanation was needed. The book says that Beryl is like, I didn't have like great friends. I had like casual friends. I've had girlfriends. I had boyfriends, but like nobody who really stuck around. My Mm -hmm. mom is dead and we weren't close anyway. And like, so we find out in this moment that Beryl is likely pansexual, but she might identify as bisexual. I don't know. I would say she's pan. 
Yeah, after, I mean, I think it is more Pam. After reading about her having sex with Xylar, <laughs> I'm going to say that Beryl is pretty much into anything. <laughs> Take a leap on this one. Yeah, I would classify her as pansexual. Yes. Because yeah. she falls in love with the soul and not the anatomy, yes. which is a beautiful thing. In fact, she yeah. may be a whole new thing we hit. We don't even have a word for. Yeah, we don't have a word for that. She's interstellar sexual. Ooh, yes, mm. yeah. Can I? Yeah. Can I the say lexical. something about <laughs> so with <laughs> with um what? with her galaxual? With her being non-binary, I don't know if this is anything to think about, but it's like they clearly have everybody else, at least everybody else that's mentioned, goes goes through the first thing with Beryl is identified as female. At least all the ones they mention. I don't know if all of them. But then everybody who goes through the second phase is male. That goes through with Xylar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm wondering, are there not... Like, how do they choose who is the nest guardian and who is the other one? I guess. I don't know. The, the chooser, the choosy. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I because do. If, 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 it's a, if it's an off, what do they call them? Off out whatever. Bond. Out bond. Uh-huh. And you've got all kinds of dis- different genders and genderless right. aliens that are uh-huh. out bonded. How do you choose which, which phase you go through and who is the nest guardian and who is the other one? Yes. Okay. So my understanding, at least, I mean, this is a very good point and I actually hadn't thought it through, but I'm going to try to talk it through. Okay. My understanding is that with an outbond, because this is specifically a Barathi experience, it happens only on Barath uh, as far as our understanding of it is concerned. The choosing, you mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah. The choosing and also just like, you know, this iteration of outbonding, sure. right? If you come to Barath and you're going to enter this thing, I think it's based on your role is based on whoever your partner is. Right. So all the outbond, all the partners are all nest guardians. There's never going to be... I don't know, because what if what if a nest guardian decides they want to be outbonded or... Yeah. Right? Like, then I guess the extraterrestrial in this case mm-hmm. would then be part of the... Would be the chosen. Okay, right? so there are likely different genders and non-binary choosees as well, as well as nest guardian choosers it just I depends on which which barathi enters the choosing you know what i'm saying yeah that's really interesting it, it depends on which kind of barathi is outbonding i suppose yeah and and i guess who they would be interested in i also wonder if what i what i like about this book is that since they have like the genetic material mixer upper baby maker yeah then I think that there's also room for same-sex Barathi yeah, couples. Yeah, that's what I was you thinking. Know? Yeah, this is what I was thinking. Whereas, we like, don't you could, see you could any of that in this book. Right, of the same sex or of, of no gender at all or, like, mm-hmm. a, another gender you've never even heard of that's probably sure, like, sure. of an alien gender, right? Yeah. But, but everybody else except for Kerr seems to be described in Beryl's group seems to be described as a, uh, as a female 
And everybody else in Xylar's group seems to be described as a male. Well, that's interesting, though, because I'm wondering if that is either Beryl or our assumption. Oh, because they talk about like the whatever Doomslayer. They never say right. whether or not Maybe the Doomslayers are or are have a gender or what they are. Yeah. There's never a conversation in which a pronoun is introduced or used with a Doom Slayer. Well, I don't know that the, for a fact, I mean? but it's possible. I don't remember it, it happening. It's possible that we just came in with our own assumptions about yeah. the Doom Slayer's gender. Yeah, because gender is a construct and it is firmly constructed here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, because we're reading a book that has pronouns or, you know, right. sometimes at least has pronouns. And so that's the kind of baggage that comes with it. Yeah. yeah but yeah. this is all to say whether or not pronouns were used for those other characters, I know some were and some, maybe some weren't. I'm, I thought they all were, but maybe not. It just goes to the talent of this author to be able yeah. to kind of thread that needle and seamlessly and without you really noticing it. Absolutely. Because honestly, I didn't super notice that Kerr was non-binary until I sat down to record this podcast mm -hmm. and realized that there and was no there was no binary pronoun out loud. Yeah, mm -hmm. well, see <laughs> <laughs> With a word or a name, there are a million different pronunciations there you know, are. out there. Absolutely. Um, but th yeah. there's a smaller like pronoun uh, a bowl to choose from <laughs> when, when, you're, when you're talking about a person. There's really only it's like true. three. So that's why, that's why I'm better at that than I am at saying chitin. <laughs> you're fine. Uh, all right. Okay. okay. Moving on. Okay. So then. They get Helix back. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. So then, so she is like, hey, Xylar, I know that I just had an emotional reaction to learning that I'm never going back to Earth again, but I want you to know that I have absolutely no regrets. I want to be here with you, and I'm excited for our life together as long as we get chosen you know like you know we just got to get through this thing and so he feels a lot better and he like he like tries to hug her to comfort her and stuff it's really sweet even though hugs are not from he just learned about hugs from her yeah, so he he's just trying to like mimic a he's hug always he's always checking to see if he's doing it right it's really yeah, it's so good <sighs> but then they get back to the quarters yes and helix is up and ready so they basically upload all this information, the new information back to Helix, and they tell Helix that Snaps is not allowed to order food on his own. <laughs> Can you imagine? And, and then as soon as Snaps hears them say that, he goes, that's mean. I'm that's... a very good boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, and then Rizvan shows up. And he threatens Xylar because he knows deep in his bones that Xylar is the one who ratted him out to those fish and game heroes. Uh-huh. So, but, like, 
but this is a new Xylar. Like, Xylar's, yes. like, standing up for himself. He's putting himself between Rizvin and Beryl, and he's just, His like... spines are up <sighs> a little bit. He is not he's, taking any mm-hmm. shit anymore because he... Because her love has given him the confidence to stand up <sighs> to his brother and he yeah. knows that he's he's he doesn't have to take this shit anymore. That's right. He's special. He doesn't have to take this shit. Yeah. Yeah. So he says, your accusations are unwelcome and so is your presence. Please get the fuck out. I want to say that to somebody sometime. Oh, same. That same. and like the pride and prejudice, like you have said everything that insults me and you can have nothing uh-huh. more to say than leave. Listen, uh-huh. I didn't say it good, but you know what I'm saying. That but when she says it, when she pulls that out of her pocket, HBs, oh, oh it's going to be good. scathing. It's going to be great. Verbatim. Yes. Oh, yeah. Verbatim. Oh, but this verbatim. too, your your <laughs> accusations are unwelcome and so is your presence. I can't That's wait. right. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. Right. And then she goes over and like comforts him or like, you know, she's like, I don't know. He goes over to comfort her this time just to make sure that she's not scared and she's like, no, as long as we're together, we can take on anything. I'm ready for this. And he chers, chur. He really thinks that Rizvin is going to try to do something to sabotage them. Because even though they've yeah. each gotten through part one and two, part three is they have to, like, do a thing together. Yeah. And then, like, part four, kind of, is they've got to, like, get selected get by the board. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? So much hoops to jump through. just trying to get your sex. bone on? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> man, man, are we lucky, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not to mention that we find out, like, later that they don't have masturbation, question mark? But they do now. But they will someday. Get ready. We're only Stay an hour and a half HBs. into this two-part, yeah. second-part <laughs> special. Okay. All right. So he doesn't sleep well. And she, like, wakes up and she's like hey what's going on like you need to go to snooze town and he's like i'm worried pants and she's like get your panties out of a twist (laughs) we're we're not gonna worry about risvin we're just gonna play dirty like him that's all we can do you know we're gonna help out kerr we're gonna do our best and he's like yeah i would rather break all the promises and not be honorable in the world than not live with you anymore and she's like yeah so then he wakes up alone because Snaps and Beryl have gone out to pee. Yeah. And Helix is super upset because they didn't tell Helix where they were going or whatever. Yeah, like she, she's not treating Helix like a member of their family. Right. She's treating Helix like a like a Siri or an Alexa. Like you right. wouldn't tell your Alexa where you're going. But so she's like kind of offended Helix. Yeah. It's not really that important, but it's just to show that Helix is like an actual friend of Xylar's and, yeah. you know, needs to be treated with respect. She does apologize to Helix. So yeah, she does. Now it's third challenge times. Yes, that's where it is. They're is okay so they bring snaps, snaps with them says snap says listen if you bring me to this third challenge i will, I will be sit, such a good boy i will be a good boy i won't chase I anything won't move, i won't chase anything i will just sit promise and they believe snaps yeah when snaps says this and so they That's let right. snaps go and sit in the stands while they do go fight the monster so they've got a tag team the monster what is it not a monster? No. Oh, then why are you frowning at me? Wait, but we're skipping like two challenges. 
So they have to do a series of challenges and they do two challenges that day. It's like there's an obstacle course and there's a fight with other with other choosings, you know? Oh, right. They do do like a mock a boxing match with you. Yeah. I really only yeah. remember so the last one to be honest They're with you. tied back to back yep. and like she almost gets disemboweled. Yeah. And he like turns at just the right moment and she hurts her foot, which yes. is important. And he does a big carry. Yeah. And so uh-huh. then he does that that big from Lukov with Love carry. Yeah. Back to their quarters. And then this is not important. But he says, I'm going to take snaps for a walk. Why don't you stay here and rest? And she's like, are you sure? And then snaps, looks at her and says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rest your paw. I'm going to go play with Xylar. And it's just a moment I had to say out loud. I also just love how snaps love Xylar. Oh, my God. And I love how much Xylar loves snaps. Like the last time when they went out without telling Helix where they were going, he got worried because he was worried that Rizvan was going to like try to steal them somehow. Mm hmm. And so when they came back, Xylar immediately hits the deck and starts giving Snap scratches. And Snap's reaction is, now that's a proper hello for a good boy. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the best. Anyway. Okay. So then the next day, after she hurts her foot, is the time for the big, big challenge where they fight. Now it's big monster fight. Sorry. I forgot about the first two. monster fight challenge. Yes. Yeah. It's bad news bears. So they're like... The final challenge dun, 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 is that each pair has to fight like a different monster. And mm. the worst monster of all is for Beryl and Xylar. Of like, course it is. Yeah. So they have to they have to fight this thing and either kill it or subdue it. And Kerr effortlessly wraps their fronds around their monster and just puts it to sleep. No problem. Mm -hmm. And then it's time for squishy ass barrel with her soft little grabbers and her (laughs) hurt ankle and then Xylar and they get like this lion rhinoceros clawed unicorn You know that horny rhino with the glow horn from the magical beast's you know? No. You know that horny rhino that charges Newt Scamander? Oh, I didn't watch a Magical Beast. Oh, gosh. You will love a Newt Scamander. I mean, I'm sure I would. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, it's like that. Yeah. <laughs> it is. You can't come with me on this journey, but <laughs> if, you, if you're out there, listener, and you can, it's like one of those boys. Yeah. So... It's like this fuck-off abomination, and it is coming to get Beryl because it can smell fear. She's certain of it. And so she, like, dashes away, and Xylar, you know, gets a claw up into its soft abdomen or whatever, but it doesn't do any good. And then it comes after her again, and from the stands, she hears Snaps go, You stay away from my human! (laughs) And out comes this brave, wonderful boy. Bork, bork, so, bork, 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 yeah, bork, 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 that's my human, how dare you? And so he jumps onto this this rhino lion's back and he starts ripping into its giant neck and it doesn't do anything because he's tiny and this thing is huge, but it does distract it enough for Beryl to like roll out of the way and for Xylar to get up under it and he just takes his claws and he starts ripping its viscera out until it no longer moves. Like he he full on D and D berserkers this thing because he literally thinks to himself, 
I don't know what I'm pulling out, but this thing has to have a damage threshold, right? <laughs> like, all I have to do is roll a 12, right? Right. God damn it. Is it 18? <laughs> Which one is it? <laughs> you couldn't come with me on my journey, and I couldn't come with you on yours, but we were here. We so, were here together. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So the thing goes kerplop over to the side. And then the announcer is like, yeah, they did it. But then he cuts off in the middle and he's like, oh, no, this has never happened before. The win is being contested because a third party joined. Yes. And so they're all very worried about it. And they're like, we're going to have to reconvene. And then Rizvan calls Xylar over and he's like, you have to go see the matriarch immediately because you're in big fucking trouble. Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to have to work to destroy you. But instead, you handed it to me on a fucking platter. And Xylar's like, get out of my face. You suck. Fine. We're going to go see the matriarch. And the matriarch's like, what just happened? How did you let this thing, I don't know, disgrace our hallowed events or whatever yeah and she doesn't let beryl speak beryl tries to explain the wonder of dogs yeah how dare you silence somebody who's trying to explain to you the wonder of dogs (laughs) yeah Yeah. the matriarch literally says silence primitive (gasps) at beryl and then is like we're gonna reconvene in two days. Oh, Rizvan tries to get them disqualified from the entire choosing over this. Mm-hmm. And the matriarch's like, we're gonna we're gonna chat we'll, it we'll over. Think about it. Yeah. We'll get back to you. <laughs> so they go back to the quarters. Melody. What? When they walked in and Snap yeah. said <gasps> God, Rooster, shut up. When Snap <laughs> said, I'm a very bad boy. Oh, oh it ripped every heart, my heart broke. Out. Yeah. Rooster can he's shut her so... mouth right now, but snaps. <laughs> oh. He's such a good boy. And that's what she says. She says, no, Snaps, you're such a good boy. Saved her life, you know probably, what? Snaps. Yeah. She'd rather be alive. Yeah. So they get together, and she just bursts into noisy sobs. And so mm-hmm. both Snaps and Xylar are, like, comforting her in their own ways. It's very sweet. Mm-hmm. And then Xylar's like, listen... If we get the worst news, I can, we can go. We yeah. can just go. No money. We don't have to live here. It's fine. Yeah. We'll make a life somewhere else. Right. And she's like, yes, absolutely. And he's like, I won't have money and I won't have standing and I won't have anything. And she says, I want to be with you, not your things. Mm-hmm. And it is a big wonderful. Mm-hmm. And then Kerr comes because Kerr just basically needs Beryl's help to get close to Rizvin. That's all. Yes. So the plan is that Beryl's going to pretend to leave Xylar right. in favor of Rizvin and say, I would like to be with you now. And actually, right. so would Kerr as well. Like, we've seen the writing on the wall. Like, yes, the the dog interfered. So I'm not going right. to get chosen. So like, you're my backup plan, please. And also, yes. y- the moment I saw you and your green swirls. Oh, I wished that, you know, but I had stupid Xylar. And like, now oh. I finally have a good excuse, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the plan. And so then you guys, I don't remember what exactly there's some emotional thing. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) oh that's what it is so (laughs) so okay so then xylar is like 
I'm not a good liar, but it won't be hard to react with grief and devastation right. in front of Rizvin over the idea that Beryl is leaving me. Uh-huh. So I will be able to do this one thing. But wait, isn't this the part where she goes down on him? Wait. Aaron, oh, I'm sorry. I'm yes. sorry. Well, you said I'm there was a big to- emotional thing that you didn't remember. And so I just remembered that it was like, you know, tongue banging. So. It, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> So after Kerr and them leave, yes, yes she's Kerr like, and them definitely leave. <laughs> right. <laughs> Kerr and Cater leave. Oh, because Cater is like, my intended died in the destroyer. I also want to get back at Resvan. Sure. I am in this till the end, whatever it takes. Okay, so then they fuck off, right? Because privacy. Good. good. And can um, you imagine poor Kerr just being like <laughs> just that's, waving their fronds around. That, that's um, Kurt clearing their throat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Xylar is actually worried that the pretense is going to become real. And she realizes this about him without him saying anything. And so she goes over to, like, comfort him. And then that turns into comforting him. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So... He takes her by her grabber and he goes into the other room. He tells Helix not to go in there at all and like to play with snaps or whatever. And so they go in and she stops him and she's like, hey, just like for my situational awareness, your fluids didn't irritate my skin at all. But do you think that there would be any oral toxicity? (laughs) And he goes, why would she... Oh my god, She's I will find out immediately. Mouth on my junk. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes over and does a search and he's like he comes back and he's like, We are good to go. And he like he like launches himself into the sex swing so that <laughs> she can put her eating part onto his junk. So it says his thorax tingled as she took his claws, separated them, and used her eating part on the delicate skin between. Heat flushed through him and he hissed, unable to stop the sound. He didn't respond otherwise. Beryl paused. If you want me to stop, say so. And then he says basically like, yeah, it's ill-advised, but I don't want you to stop. (laughs) And she goes, she essentially says like, I don't see why it's ill-advised because we already decided that whether or not they say it's okay, we're going to be together. So like, I am here until you don't want me anymore. It's beautiful. And his, both of his hearts just like burst. Oh, yeah. Zyler has two Out of hearts. love. Zyler has two <laughs> hearts and he's got so much love to give you guys. <laughs> Double so, love. He's got so much, so much love. Okay. So then she says, tell me if you don't like it. And his inner monologue is, that was a null probability. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know why I found so charming, but I really did. How did you feel when they tried to translate to each other, make love? Oh, it's really, I didn't mind it because there I was hope a you didn't mind it because it was cute. Mm-hmm. She it said, so make cute. love, and he he says, um, create love. And she's like, oh, close she's enough. Like, yeah, that. <sighs> okay, so she does a big eat him out, you guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> she. Whoa! It is a hot. So 
she's getting all up in there with her eating part and then she's like you don't have the words for this but i i need you to know like these are my lips this is my tongue this is a lick this is a kiss like i need you to know so that you can tell me like what works and what doesn't right and everything works everything works so she tongues him and then like she gets up in the slits and then she starts using her fingers as well mm-hmm. as her mouth, as all professionals are wont to do. <laughs> so then she tongues one tiny, like super sensitive part in one of his slits. And it is so erotic and like sensitive and excellent that he says that he comes everywhere, like in all four slits. And he didn't know that was possible. <laughs> He thought you had to stimulate everything individually in order to make them come. And it turns out, not when you have a human mate, motherfucker. (laughs) Not when that human mate is so enthusiastic and into your parts. (sighs) This is such a... Aaron, the sex in this is fucking revolutionarily hot against all your better judgment. You... Because again, so I do remember reading it and being like, that's hot. But now <laughs> talking about it, I'm like, ooh. But ooh. It, was, it was. I swear <laughs> to you, it was. Boy, was it hot. Okay. So then she says again that she loves the way he tastes and she's going to be back for more. Mm-hmm. And he finds that so incredibly erotic that it like sends a shiver all the way through him. <laughs> and then he's like, I love that you say that, but now it's time for me to devour you. And so she's a little worried about yeah, everything so she, he's going he to attempt to do with mandibles his mandibles. And it's just like, chomp, yeah. chomp, chomp. She did die from it. The end. No. He <laughs> chomped right through all her parts. Whoops. Aaron. The end. It wasn't no. a romance. Sorry. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, my God. So not only does he have this mandible, but he also has that prehensile filament. Remember mm-hmm. the yes. prehensile filament? <laughs> I do. That like twists all around her nipples and yep. does a little hookity hookity hookity. Yes, I do recall. Yeah, but then he like gets up on her clit and she's like, "That feels really good," but I don't know that it's enough. And then she looks at him and she's like, "I want to try something." Barrel is. Daryl is full of ice. <laughs> Sorry. I am gesturing so wildly that I knock something off of my desk. Beryl is full of ideas. Yes. And so Beryl's like, I'm going to rub my genitals against your genitals just to see what happens. And so she starts rubbing her slit against all of his slits. <laughs> and then he grabs. <laughs> it's true. It's so good. And then he grabs. Her hips being very careful of his claws. And he starts like really fucking her real good up against him mm-hmm. and like increasing the friction and increasing the pressure. And so it's doing all kinds of yummy stuff to her clit. And then you guys, then their fluids mix and wham, bam, fireworks. Holy fuck, God. It's a big giant orgasm for both of them. Their fluid juices are maybe reactive to each other. They are sexily reactive. They are orgasmically reactive. Made for each other. It's a revelation. I was so glad that they got each other off before this happened, though, because it's not about the fact that their fluids are reactive. This isn't Prillian Prime. 
No. This isn't just about magic pre-cum. Yes. This is about feelings first and magic yes. pre-cum second. Feelings first and like making it work. Yes. You know? Yeah. Like they're yeah, experimenting. Yeah, yeah. You watch mm-hmm. them do all of that to like figure it out. Right. And then turns out the chemistry is on fire. Okay. All right. So then after this, they're like, we got to put this plan into action. We got to go. Right. So let's fire through this, shall we? So Beryl goes to Rizvin and is like, mm-hmm. you're so handsome. I Wow, you're hot. Can't believe it. Mm-hmm. And then somehow they do find out that Rizvin is going to kill his wife. How do they find that out? Okay, so he is like, are you willing to get into like an arrangement with me? It's going to be a non-traditional arrangement, but like I'm into it. You're into it. You've got to be into all this. Mm -hmm. And I've got so many resources. I'll take care of you. And so she essentially agrees to be his mistress. Mm -hmm. So he gets her out of um, Xylar's housing and into the housing that's set for intended in the choosing, like Mm -hmm. the alien barracks, essentially. Sure. And then he goes to Xylar's house to personally get all of her stuff so that he can gloat in Xylar's face. And Xylar is like, you already have a mate. You already have a nest guardian. What the fuck do you want with mine anyway? Mm -hmm. Like, why are you doing this to me, essentially? And Rizvin's like, well, you know, anything's possible. Lots of things change. So you never know mm-hmm. what could happen, basically, to I'm my murder my wife. guardian. Yeah, that's right. So then she is in the barracks with Kerr and they're like, it's happening. It's happening. She gets an invitation for her and Kerr and Cater to go to Rizvan's next party, which is that night. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Zyla goes to the nest guardian and he's like, hey, girl, sorry, we haven't spoken since you guys got married. <laughs> But I know that Rizvin does keep you super isolated because he's a very abusive dick face. Right. And she's actively guarding the nest. Like, she's got the younglings guarded. Yeah. There's a bunch of little egg egg boys all up in there. And they're squiggling. <laughs> and they're wiggling. And they're just uh-huh. all juicy, too. Yep. And it is great, is what it is. So he plays a recording, essentially, of what of the conversation and she's like oh my god i knew that he was like stepping out on me but i didn't realize he was planning on murdering me in my fucking face how dare he <laughs> so she's like will you watch my nestlings i gotta take care of my business and he's like yeah sure i guess yeah. so he because he's so nurturing he like sticks with those little wiggly wobbly nests. And he's not a nest guardian he's the no, other thing but, but he, he could be really not, good at it. He's not like constrained by traditional gender roles. No. He just does what needs to be done for the nestlings. Yes. And anyway. yeah, and for and for his loved ones, just yes. in general. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Oh, he's such a oh, he's such a he is such a you Yeah. Know? Oh. So okay, so then everybody is at the party now. Wow, it's a party. <laughs> and <laughs> there's um so Beryl and Kerr and Cater are there. And Rizvin's like trying to rub up on all three of them. Mm-hmm. But then Nest Guardian walks in and yes. she's like, I bet you didn't expect me to be here at your fancy fucking controlled substances party. Hey, <laughs> so glad that I could do some drugs with you too and not always be working at the nest and probably at some sort of factory too. Walking 
uphill both ways in the snow all the time. Uh-huh. And so she's like, <laughs> she's like, no, I'm just gonna. I can come to your controlled <laughs> substances party and do drugs. Oh, wait, I wasn't invited. Oh, God, I love it. <laughs> so she's like, I'm just gonna go and uh, mingle with all these fun people mm-hmm. that I never see. And then Kerr looks at Beryl and they're like, I got an idea. BRB. So she watches Kerr make a beeline for his nest guardian. And they like have three minutes maybe of conversation together. And then Rizvan goes over and all of a sudden she sees Kerr do kind of some kind of ninja frond flick. (laughs) And Rizvan goes down. And then as everybody's like freaking out and running in all different directions, the nest guardian pours like eight pounds of drugs right into his mandibles. Yeah. And and other orifices probably. Who knows yeah. what kind of things. That Whatever they absorbs drugs in. drugs. Yeah. However, they, they then, may do drugs into their butt. Like we have no idea how. We, don't, we do drugs do. into our butt. That's true. So it's yeah, definitely right. That's not that weird. That a lot of people do butt drugs. Do. You're correct. I don't know that it's a lot, but like, I guess enough. A lot of people do butt drugs. Oh, wow. That's new information for me. <laughs> cool. Okay. So then <laughs> everybody scatters, scatter, scatter. And the authorities arrive and Rizvan's dead, you guys. Rizvan's dead. He did die. Yeah. And so in that, like, I don't know, two to three minute conversation, Max, everybody, Max, Kerr negotiated a future for the three of them to be a throuple. The idea is that since Kerr is the number one chosener, they're the number one couple, Kerr and Cater, they're just going to invite Nest Guardian to be in their nest. And they're all going to nest guardian together. And they're going to outbond and stuff. Were and you, then they're going to be a throuple. Were you happy? Boy, was I into it. Wow. Because you guys, Melody wants to solve the end of every book with throuple. And I just want to know if she's happy now. Man. <laughs> this book, honestly, Erin, this book for me was satisfying from start to finish. I knew that it would be. Yeah. So then also, we're back with Xylar at some point during yeah. all of this action. Mm-hmm. And Helix mm-hmm. has a big confession to me. <gasps> Helix, wow. Does he have to get something off his AI chest? Ooh, so there was no Ashvi. There was never an Ashvi. You know, that's like the original mate that he was going to go hang out with. I mean, in in Helix's defense, she was obviously a catfish. Yes. Apparently All the, the pictures were, were very blurry. Like her mm-hmm. webcam was broken. Um, <laughs> it she was never wanted to video chat. Yeah, she never wanted to video chat. <laughs> All the things that the things. you have in a catfish. Yeah. But Helix kind of like ran the numbers about like how can Xylar get chosen in the fifth round. Yeah. Because if he doesn't get chosen, Xylar gets cast out and all of his possessions are taken away to include Helix. And Helix cares about Xylar, but also it would separate them. Mm -hmm. So he figured out, like, odds-wise, statistics-wise, or whatever, who would be the very best mate in the whole galaxy or whatever for Xylar. And he came up with fucking Beryl. Okay, Eh, I want to throw a little bit of a wrinkle in there, because that's true. Or humans in general. So humans in general, but do you remember how he found out about humans, Aaron? Porns? 
because of Rizvin's weird horns yeah. <laughs> yeah. that he had found out about. <laughs> I like how I kind of buzzed in with porns. Like, is it is the answer porns? Like, I, I seem to remember porns. What is porns? <laughs> I think I think that was part of it. <laughs> yes. So. So, yeah, Rizvin, one of the reasons that he's been so fixated on Beryl the whole time is that he's had this secret fetish for humans that nobody knew about because nobody knew about humans. But he got the 411 on our delicate little soft grabbers and our articulate little tongues. Mm -hmm. So he was like, I knew that humans were very loyal. They were simple. They have completely different ideas and like beauty standards. So like that wouldn't that would potentially not be a problem. And so I actually do know where Earth is. I'm sorry I lied to everyone. I do know where Earth is. I can find it again. Just FYI. So Xylar mm-hmm. now is like, I'm in love with this chick. And P.S. Beryl's been in love with him too. I'm in love with this chick. Oh. She chose me. But I have to tell her that I could take her home and she could choose to go home. But the thing that is like the most devastating to Xylar is that Helix says that he ran simulations where Beryl knew that it was possible to go back to Earth. Mm -hmm. And in the simulations where Beryl knew that there was a possibility that she could go back to Earth, they were not as successful. And so Xylar knows. Yeah, Xylar knows that the only way. In his head, I mean, this isn't yeah, yeah, this yeah. isn't true, but to him that means, oh, if Beryl had another choice, if Beryl could go home, she would. And I've taken her from her home with the scheme that oh. Helix made. And if she had the choice, she would go home and not choose me. When in reality, it probably just took her head out of the game a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So then they're like, hey, uh, Helix, this is way more advanced than you're supposed to be. And the council's <laughs> going to shut you the fuck down if they find out. Mm-hmm. So now they have to turn Helix into like an escapee. They have to get him off the island. And so that's a whole thing. Yeah. So anyway, he goes back and yeah. Beryl's like, we did it. Rizman's dead. Congratulations to us. Now all we have to do is get through the council. And Xylar's like, hold the phone you need to know that you can go back to earth i can take you back right now and then he like cringes however he does with Mm -hmm. his side (laughs) eyes and his face slits and his mandible side eyes i forgot about how his eyes are on the side i was thinking about this since last episode it's not like a halibut it's like a hammerhead okay yeah. Ooh. (laughs) never mind so so (laughs) sexy (laughs) no 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 what I'm saying is he doesn't have to fully turn his head in order to look at something. Fair. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's <just> like, <laughs> now you're talking. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So then she's like, don't be insane. Of course I don't want to leave you. I'm in love with you. Love. We have such good sex. There's nothing I for me on Earth. With you. Yeah, I didn't have anything this near this good back on Earth. I want you. I want Xylar. I want my beautiful brown man. Model. That's what I want. And he's like, yeah, that's what I want too. I'm so relieved. This is so awesome. So you guys, at the end of the book, they get approved by the skin of their teeth. Last place. Very last place. And because of that, he loses his caste status 
So he can no longer live in like the big skyscrapers in the city. Yeah, in the city. He has to live in like the front line of danger town with like the toxic tumbleweeds and the Pueblo stone houses. Where there's danger, where where being a nest guardian is not only a nominal title, but a real one yeah. because there's dingoes out there that can eat up your baby. They're going to eat up your baby. If you don't yeah. protect your baby. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not, it's not a great situation, but they're together. So they're happy and they did get chosen, you know, and they managed to smuggle out their, their, their shared nest swing thing, yeah, mm-hmm. which is good because all of the rest of his possessions are taken away from him. Yeah. Most. So the, like the last two chapters are them going out to the, to the bush, the way out there mm-hmm. and they move into their house She's really excited because they don't have a food maker anymore. She has to like figure out how to cook. And so she's like, oh, thank goodness. I can figure out what tastes good here. Yeah. This is really exciting. And there's a bathtub with warm water. There's a bathtub, you guys. So uh, because she- the other thing was just like uh, maybe like a light or something that shine. It, it was, like was it was not very cleaner. satisfying for human yeah. skin. So he's going, this is super primitive. And she's like, I'm home. (laughs) This is so exciting. She says it's kind of like an area that's like the Grand Canyon. And it's kind of like a hippie. It's kind of like glamping where they're at. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And she's psyched. And so then they decide to have some celebration. We just moved insects. Mm -hmm. And he goes down on her and makes her come real hard with his prehensile filament. And then... (laughs) She reaches for his slits. Oh, no. Not only that, because he pulls out while he was in the lab for the very last time. He made himself some silicone claw condoms. Basically, it's like a claw dildo. It's like a dildo that you can put over your claw. Yeah. Yeah. So that your claw is like a like a soft, hard peen. Yeah. Like softer than a claw, but hard. Yeah, it won't cut you up. But it it'll get you it'll know get how your historical romance heroines are always like it's so hard but so soft as well. But it's, it's like that it's steel covered in velvet. It's steel with velvet. <laughs> steel covered in velvet. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's verbatim from a book we read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. But since his claws, I think, are a little bit curved, he can get right up in her G spot, mm-hmm. and he finds it. I'm telling you, it's good stuff. And then you guys. He reaches into his like, own slits huh. and he finds his own G-spot. I wonder what this would be like. <gasps> oh my God. And she, sex positive, beautiful barrel that she is, she's like, this is wonderful. You should not need me yeah. to do this. You should be able to pleasure yourself whenever you want. And then Xylar never needed Beryl again and just <laughs> sat around with his claw dildo just poking his slits. The end. It wasn't a and romance. And she had to do all of the cooking and the, the bath stuff and the sliding the rock door and like all that. And she, they barely survived because that Xylar just could not keep his dildo claw out of those slits. It was rough. She liked it. She liked him before, but now just basically no personality whatsoever. He was just like this large insect just vibrating on the floor. Constantly fingering himself. Happily ever after. For Xylar. 
you guys none of that happened they were so happy together (laughs) (laughs) and they did sex on each other all the time all the time I'm pretty sure they not only had bath meals, but they also had bath sex. Oh, Melody. <laughs> I'm certain of it. Gross. <laughs> I'll talk all about right, claw dildos with you all day. But bath sex. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> all right, what's your lady love? Can I just say before we move on? Yeah, 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 yeah. That... This woman who could not, who was on an alien planet. Yes. Without language, without, without anything, without a toilet, without anything that is familiar to her. Mm-hmm. This guy still got her a bathtub. Yes. And resand. <laughs> still, still hasn't. Cannot. He still hasn't. <laughs> fix that bathtub for Feyre. Like, <gasps> Xylar. <laughs> got a bathtub for barrel like think it's about true. that think about it's that it's true Whew. he didn't even know what a bathtub was and he did it and he and did he it got one for her and he That's only right. has claws for hands <laughs> but this bitch got a bathtub <laughs> it's true that they could both fit in it's true they're gonna fucking it <laughs> 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 yep all right what's your lady love i know what roosters nope, is I asked you it's first. barking <laughs> i asked you first my lady love is palm springs the best movie ever made on hulu oh it's okay. so good it's so good i talked about it with the hbs it just came out on Hulu yesterday, so if you're listening to this it last week, oh. it's just so good. It's the perfect romantic comedy, and don't don't worry, HBs, it is a romance, and it <gasps> is, it was just such a delight. I laughed out loud so many times, and Andy Samberg is such a hunk, and it's not just because Whoa. he's a man that was on Saturday Night Live, which seems to be my type. <laughs> he's just such a hunky hunk and like it was it was wow. just so good wow so good that is really exciting it's on hulu palm springs yeah you say it like you've never you never even saw the trailer for this film no oh my gosh cole and i <laughs> saw the trailer for this film like all. two months ago and we have been anxiously waiting like countdown waiting for the day t- for this to drop on hulu huh yeah cole also loved it wow yeah Huh. And he does a movie podcast. Here's the thing. I do a romance podcast. He does a movie podcast. This is both things and we both loved it. That is a that is a ringing endorsement. That is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you and Cole both have very good taste, so. Yeah. Either way, it's going to be good. Okay, great. Mine is lame but awesome, and that is HB's. If you're making some summertime chilies, uh it's gonna be add some lentils to it cool 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 it's gonna be weird at first but man if you just add those lentils in it's like a great yeah wow this is this is this is like a callback to my really revolutionary leaks lady love (laughs) (laughs) i remember that day leeks i do you can make a soup out of them you can do them in butter yeah leeks leeks man lentils in your chili do it and then sit down and watch Palm Springs. And watch some Palm Springs. So good. Yeah. Never have I ever. Also, great. Never have I ever. 
Ooh, Have you yeah. watched that on yet? Netflix's also no, it's on great. My queue. Also a romance. Is it stamp of approval? <gasps> that makes me really happy. I mean, there's definitely room for a season two, but you definitely get it's it's satisfying enough that you're fine. Ooh, that is really 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 exciting. Mindy Kaling is not gonna fuck us up with a with a season ending cliffhanger. No, she's a devotee. Ugh, she's great. All right, all right. I think everybody should keep being a badass. Find us on all the social medias. On Instagram, we're at Heaving Bosoms. Uh, Twitter is at Heaving underscore Bosoms. Facebook's uh, search them Heaving Bosoms podcast. Search those bosoms. Um, You're going to find them. Yes. <laughs> search them the search fuck them up. up. Search those bosoms. We have a website that is heavingbosoms.com, which is where you can get to the Patreon. You can get to the merch. If you want to just go directly to the Patreon because you're like, I need some extra hilarious content. I need that them is- to talk about 365 in my face. That's right. And many more things that you're not going to know you need until you listen to it. And then you're going to be like, how did I live without this in my life before this? Totally. I'm referencing specifically Killing Me Softly. But there's other <laughs> shit in there too. Yeah. So that is patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast. I think oh no. I think it's all the I think it's all the words. I think it's heaving bosoms podcast. Yeah, but I if you so Google too. up heaving bosoms Patreon, you're gonna get there. Yeah. Also through we're the gonna, website, you can there. get to the the reading embrace, which we're only yes. halfway through the year, guys, and a lot of people are, ha- done. Are, are done. So if you're just starting now, you can get done before the end of the year. And guys, if you don't finish till February. We'll still read your name on the podcast. That's what we'll do. <laughs> if, if, if the past repeats itself. So anyway, keep being a badass. And love yourself as much as you love. Just sticking that dildo on your claw <laughs> and just <laughs> go into town for the rest of eternity. Yeah. Forswearing all obligations well, and barrel just hygiene. Like- <laughs> scrubs your floors and <laughs> takes care of your genetically made machine made babies and just assumes all of the obligations of your life mm-hmm. yeah yep yeah. Oh, what a sad story for Beryl <laughs> what a liberating story for Xylar yeah, what a know? great what a great moment for uh, Xylar okay wow alright All right. I love you see you later bye bye Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show.